Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Coming up on today's podcast. St. John Vianney said that our sin is but a grain of sand in front of the ocean of God's mercy. And I love that quote because I'm a surfer and I'm at the beach a lot and there's a lot of sand. And then I look out to the ocean. That's a beautiful image of the reality that God's mercy is so much bigger than our sin. Welcome in to an exciting new episode of the Spirit-Filled Media Podcast with your host, Deacon Steve Greco of Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry. We use the word exciting for today's entry because the young man that you're about to hear in dialogue with Deacon, he happens to be a millennial who, since the time of this recording session, has entered the seminary to discern a possible vocation to the priesthood. What a blessing, and please keep him in your prayers. Here's Deacon Steve to get us started. Hello, everyone. This is Deacon Steve Greco. We are high atop the Tower of Hope, beautiful Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, California, in the Diocese of Orange. Oh, I'm so excited! (laughs) Back by popular demand is ALOB Andrew Laubacher, who is an incredible young adult, evangelist, has amazing music, is someone who preaches, who just shares his faith, who's on fire with the Lord, on fire with the Lord. And we're going to talk about how he got that way. And tell us your story about where you grew up and and really what happened to have you have your life transformed to Christ and your own personal surrender. It starts in Ventura. I do know. I don't think it does start in Ventura. I was thinking of uh, this guy named Todd White. He's one of my favorite preachers. And he says, uh, and this is kind of my story too, I was I was really lost and now I'm really found. So essentially grew up going to church, great Catholic family, going through the motions, went to private school to eighth grade, wanted to go to public high school to be different, you know, and do something new and just found myself in the crowd that was partying and it was just normal. It was what you do in high school. So freshman year, I just started going to the parties and slowly just started to leave my faith. And as that happened, you know, it it was just kind of a a slow but progressive um, atheism that I I came to believe. And so by senior year, I, I did not believe in God. You know, pretty much all those four years just lived for myself, lived for the pleasures of the world. And every person in the party scene... I think to some degree always says, you know, well, I'm not like a bad person, you know? And I really thought that I was like, well, I'm not a bad person. Like I'm just doing what everyone does. You know, you get drunk and you hook up and you go to parties and you listen to rap music and go to concerts and just do whatever. And, and that's where freedom lies. That's where fun lies. That's where real excitement lies. And I didn't see any of that excitement in the church and my youth group kind of bored me and, so that was kind of the lifestyle I lived for four years. And then I was going to a party after after graduation and got pulled over by the cops, put in the back of a cop car. And in that moment, I realized that that was not the life that I wanted to live, how to go to court. And then I got invited to go on a Steubenville Youth Conference after all that went down. And, you know, it was just at a very low place in my life. Felt I didn't want to hang out with those friends anymore. You know, my parents were like 
disappointed, like beyond disappointed, you know? And so I went on this retreat and in adoration and worship, just encountered the love of God and realized that, oh my gosh, this, this church that I was persecuting, kind of like St. Paul, uh, is true and it's real. And it shifted everything. I mean, I, I went home and, and started to live out my faith and it was messy and it wasn't perfect and I still make mistakes, but man, I, I encountered the reality and the truth that this is real, that this is actually reality. And C.S. Lewis says, you don't know how evil you are until you try and be very good. And I realized that, oh my, like along the way, I've been trying to be really good and, and that evil in, in all of us, that concupiscence, right? The inclination towards sin um, I've realized that, wow, I, I still need a savior. I really need Jesus. And it's been an amazing journey. It's been up and down and all around, but I've got to see miracles. I've got to, you know, meet the most amazing people. I've got to travel the world and God has allowed me and used me in ways that I never thought would happen. And I'm still in awe of it. I was just texting my friend last night. He's flying to New Zealand in the air right now, doing ministry in New Zealand and I'm just like, dude, isn't it crazy that we get to travel and talk to people about Jesus? Like, this is this is crazy. So my story, yeah, I was really lost, and now I'm really found. My brothers and sisters, Deacon Steve Greco with Andrew Laubacher, A-Lob, who is on fire with Jesus. What are you on fire about? What are you passionate about? You know, we try to do things our own way, and it just doesn't ever work out. You talk about the party scene and what the world tries to tell us is sex, more sex, more sex, Mm -hmm. money, more money, more money, more Mm -hmm. power, more recognition, more fame, that when we have just a little bit more, just a little bit of this, that, or whatever, that promotion, whatever it might be, then we'll be happy. Then everything will be on top of the world. I'll tell you a little bit about my story. I was senior vice president of sales at, at a Fortune 25 company. I was responsible for $7 billion. I was helped create a number of billion-dollar products, and I was empty. And I realized that without Jesus, I had nothing. I had given my heart to Jesus, but then what happens in the parable of the sower is that trials and tribulations happen, and we get sucked into the world. And we have to be constant because surrendering to Christ is an ongoing thing. Yes, you can have a once-in-a-moment lifetime experience, which I did at 28, in which I surrendered my heart to God, but that surrender has to continue. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about Christianity is that God is always wanting to make us new. He's all about a new creation, and it's a continual process. I was just reading a book by Ralph Martin on the fulfillment of all desire, and in this section it's essentially... You know, how do you, how do you rid your life of sin? Because even when you give your life to Jesus, there's still these temptations. I mean, as a 27 year old, I am tempted in so many different ways. I mean, we are told, I mean, so many different things. Just look, go on your phone for two minutes and you'll see soft porn, essentially just, just on your phone. I mean, we're being bombarded intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, and physically all the time. And I think we need to have that newness and that continual renewal of the mind, that continual new creation. And I think that's the glory of, of our faith is that God can make us new. And we love new things in culture, right? The iPhone 10 just came out, the, the 11 and the 12 and the 13. I mean, we're always going to want the newest product. Our culture is fascinated with new things. And the funny thing is those new things we get, they're going to become old again. 
every single time that car you get that new phone that new contraption it's all going to become old again at some point and i think the glorious thing about our faith is that god is changing us and moving us from glory to glory and and constantly want to make things new in us and i've seen god is slowly but surely been healing things in my life and sometimes it's been these big explosion moments where he just frees me of of certain things but other times it's just very slow like hey Hey, love, I, I want to make you new again. And I and I feel like I need that all the time. And every time he comes through and, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling new again because he's doing something new. My brothers and sisters, God is creating something new. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are a new wineskin. In this new creation, Jesus wants to give you abundant life. Take a look at Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 is amazing. I'll never forget the first time that Ephesians 1 really hit in my heart. It hit in my heart because for the first time, I realized how much I was loved. And in Ephesians 1, it talks about literally before the dawn of time, God created a plan for us. And in this plan, he has bestowed upon us blessings and he has chosen us to give us every spiritual blessing mm. in the heavens, chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy without blemish, destined us for adoption that we can say, Abba, Father, through Jesus Christ, in, in accordance with the favor of his will. We have every spiritual blessing. Mm. We have his will. We're adopted. We're holy. We're blessed. My brothers and sisters, you've tried it your way. But only through Jesus saying yes to Jesus, do we open our hearts to receive these blessings? Yeah, and I think a word that's coming to mind is peace. Our world is in such turmoil and, you know, there's nuclear war and all these things being spoken of. And there's just a lot of crazy things happening right now. And Jesus promised that he would give us his peace and that his peace surpasses all knowledge. And I think we can actually experience that peace. This isn't just a cute saying or something that God wants us to to think about. I mean, he wants us to physically, spiritually and emotionally experience his peace. And that's what happens when, when we surrender, when, when we say yes to him, you can actually experience the peace of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. Even when things at work maybe aren't, aren't great or relationships not going well, or maybe someone's going through some sickness, some disease. I mean, you, you can experience the peace of Christ in the midst of trial. And for me personally, I am constantly needing that prayer of serenity, of surrender. And when I do that, when I really trust in God's divine providence and his divine will that, yeah, we are accepted. We, we do have every spiritual blessing. Like we have what it takes to get the job done. Knowing that, that Jesus has, has told us that um, through the father, right? We are his beloved children in whom he's well pleased. Like when Jesus came out of the water, when the father said that over Jesus, that was for all of his children. And when we we hear that, when we understand that the peace of God is real. And and I think in the scripture too, it talks about the peace of Christ controlling our hearts. I love that image of just being controlled by peace because we're all seeking it. I think when people are in relationships or you know, trying to try all these, I mean, there's all these crazy sexual, you know, endeavors happening and all, and all of these crazy parties and, and we're all looking for peace. I mean, we're really looking for a peace and it's only found in Jesus. No other person offers it. Gandhi didn't, Buddha didn't, Islam doesn't. Christianity is the only 
religion, and Jesus is the only person that offered us peace. Jesus told us that he's giving us peace that passes all understanding. In John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. My brothers and sisters, we worry all the time. We're anxious all the time. So many of us are worried about the future, about relationships, health, mortgages, on and on and on, death. But when we turn to Jesus, when we truly surrender to his love, for the first time, we feel like we belong. Mm. For the first time, we feel filled. For the first time, we have this contentment where we're not anxious but we know that we're loved, that we are created for a purpose. We are created to know love, to be the embodiment of God's love, to receive that love, to be transformed by that love, to receive the peace that passes all understanding. We need Jesus in our lives. We need to surrender to Jesus and his love.
Hallelujah. This is Deacon Steve Greco. And we just heard from ALOB, Andrew Laubacher. And give us your website, Andrew. Yeah, it's just www.a-lob.com. Amen. And sharing our faith is a foundation of joy. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's a foundation of being in God's presence. It's a foundation of freedom. It's a foundation of love. It's a foundation of purpose. And I loved you used those words before, freedom, love, and purpose. Now, we're so afraid to give up this life of sin, this life that never leads us into contentment and peace and never is satisfying And we have this enemy, this demonic influence whispering Mm. in our ears or our human nature and whatever. We're like the Israelites that wandered the desert for 40 years, right? A three-day journey. And we're wandering and wandering, looking for peace, looking for love. And there's only one solution, and that's Jesus. Yeah, I think all through scriptures, we see the Israelites and just different historical biblical characters constantly messing up. I mean, constantly missing the mark. That's what sin means in in Hebrew, I believe, is to miss the mark. And it's pretty amazing how every time God never gives up on his people. And and I think when we understand that God's never going to give up on us, man, there's a hope, there's a purpose, there's a meaning, which I don't see in a lot of secular culture. I see a lot of despair. I see a lot of confusion. I see a lot of hatred. And I don't understand why people can't comprehend that Christianity is not about this legalistic, puritanical rejection of fun and the body. It's actually the greatest freedom and the greatest joy. And JP2 talks about that in Theology of the Body. One of the greatest popes, I think, ever, you know, talks so... Saint, Saint, yeah. Talks so clearly about the beauty and the goodness and the sacrament of the body and how even in, even in our bodies, even in our, our very nature, our very bodies are pointing to a creator and our image on us is God's. I mean, when God looks in us, it's his image, it's his likeness. And I think all throughout scriptures, you see that God, God cares differently about us humans than he does animals. And I think it's pretty clear that there's something special about man that God is so fascinated with. God is so in love with what he made. He can't give up on us. And I think that is such a great revelation to remember that God's not going to give up on us. It's so important because I don't know about, about you, Andrew, but I grew up in somewhat of a conditional relationship where mm-hmm. I learned love was based on performance. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's everywhere. And it is everywhere. You know, you see it in terms of, okay, well, I'm in this marriage, but, or in this relationship, but you better do what I want you to do. Otherwise I'm hitting the door. Right. Right. And, but that's not what Jesus is about. Yeah. What Jesus is about. He's just saying, Hey, come to me, come to me. I'm patient. I love you. I'm here. If you move away from me, I'm still here. And my brothers and sisters, some of you may think that, You have done the unforgivable sin. I get that all the time. I've done the unforgivable sin. No, you have not. Yeah. You have not. Jesus waiting for you. It doesn't matter. Some of you listening in have had abortions. Hmm. And I will tell you right now, Jesus is waiting for you with open arms and saying, I love you unconditionally. Come to me. Come to me. Some of you have been in incredible bondage, sexual bondage, pornography, bondage as it relates to moving away from God in 
not going to church, not doing the things that you know you, you should be doing. Jesus saying, come to me, come to me. I am loving you unconditionally. Yes, yeah, St. John Vianney said that our sin is but a grain of sand in front of the ocean of God's mercy. And I love that quote because I'm a surfer and I'm at the beach a lot and there's a lot of sand at the beach, right? And these little specks of sand, that's, and then I look out to the ocean, that's a beautiful image of the reality that God's mercy is so much bigger than our sin. And I know for me, I always think my sin is like the worst and like I'm the worst and it doesn't get any worse than this. But, but the truth is, is that, man, our sin pales in comparison to the love of God. And God wants to do more than we can ever ask or imagine, right? We know that from scripture. And I think as a church, we need to start praying bigger prayers. We need to start asking for bigger things. We need to start understanding that, Yes, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, and some of us have been really messy, and I'm definitely part of that story, but at the same time, our story can can be new. Our, our story can have a different ending, and it has to be a daily, we've been kind of talking about this, it has to be a daily yes, and sometimes my yes is better, some days it's not, but the difference is, is that God is still has his eyes on us. He's still pursuing us. He's still after us. That is so different from every other religion. I think we get really used to hearing the stories of the gospel. We get really used to hearing the stories of scripture. And we forget how radically different Jesus is than every other historical religious figure ever. I mean, it's very different what he, what he offered us than Gandhi, than Buddha, than Islam. I mean, it's very radically different. And people say all, all religions are the same, isn't it? Just like, it doesn't really matter. Just whatever you feel, like just live that out. And I'm like, I would hate, I would hate for us to live by our feelings. Because if we, if we live by our feelings, man, that's going to be a really messed up journey because there's days I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like being chased, but I know that God is not a feeling. God's a person. And so when we come to the reality that, okay, God, you're more than a feeling, you're a person that wants a relationship with me, you, you offer me something so different that the world can never give me, uh, it's difficult. I think Christianity is one of the most difficult things I've ever tried to live out, but it's worth it. My brothers and sisters, we're on with Andrew Laubacher, a Lob, who is an evangelist, young adult who has an amazing music and amazing stories and is someone who is a great teacher also. You know, Andrew, we're so afraid of everything. We're so afraid. You know, we have so much fear. So many people live in this bondage. You can see Mm -hmm. it in their face. You can just hear it in their voice. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my job. I lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of money. I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of health on and on and on. But when we rest in Jesus and trust in Jesus, our life changes. Yeah. I think one of the biggest questions for young adults is what is God's will for my life? Am I in God's will? Did I miss it? Maybe that could be everyone's question, but I think especially the young adult is just so concerned. And I've, I've been super concerned about that. Lord, am I, how do I know I'm in your will? Like, can't you just, can you give me a sign or could you just like maybe an angel will like show up and like, let me know, you know, or like something really clear. And we're desperately looking to be in God's will. And I remember, you know, I just getting to talk to people and just reading scripture and different talks. And, and the truth is if, if you're honestly trying to live out your faith and you're honestly trying to pursue God, you're not going to miss it. I mean, God won't allow you to miss it. And it's not like he has plan A. And if you miss plan A, then you're screwed. You know, it's like, if you have plan A, and maybe you you choose B, like God is still 
going to make that work. He's going to make all things work together for good for those that love him. And so even, even I think about my story, like all the parties and stuff and all that stuff that I saw and somehow God made something good out of that. Like somehow in my messiness, God brought out something good. Cause I can, I could talk to people that are in that life that are attracted to that stuff and I can be like, hey, that's, I get it. Like, I I get it. I've been there. We Maybe all of us have been there at some point, you know? And the cool thing about our faith as young adults and knowing that, man, if you're pursuing God, if you're seeking truth, if you're really authentically trying to love, you're in God's will and you're not going to miss it. And that is one of the most amazing things to know is that you're in the will of God. And that's where I think real hope lies. My brothers and sisters, take a look at Matthew 7, 7, Luke 11, 9. They both say the same thing. I know you're a scripture scholar, so you know what those verses are. <laughs> yeah. And I say really. this to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you do though. Okay. I try. Ask and you will. Receive. Seek and you will. Find. Knock and the door will be. Open. So these two scriptures are there for us. When we ask we will receive. And those scriptures have given hope to God's people for generations upon generations. Thanks, Deacon Steve. Friends, you won't want to miss the conclusion of this podcast with Alob, also known as Andrew Laubacher, especially when he offers what is likely the most impassioned endorsement of a certain sacrament's confession that you've ever heard. In closing, if this message has impacted your heart, then by all means, please do share so that others may benefit also. For more info on this ministry, pop on over to spiritfilledhearts.org. There's so much to see and do online, spiritfilledhearts.org. We'll see you again next time with Deacon Steve and the team. This podcast is a ministry of Spirit-Filled Media. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.